If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. are now listening to the war report podcast network what's up everybody welcome back to the college loop podcast episode 111 of the college loop podcast i'm your host dylan lark and i'm joined today by mr harris Tar and daniel lock daniel how you doing buddy dylan i'm glad you asked it's a uh been very busy but you know loving every minute of it embracing the grind you know studying working oh man it's been great but you know look, looking forward to some vacation time this weekend for sure going down to see the saints oh yeah you already know where they play any uh college loopers gonna be at the saints game let me know let's meet up hey who did the saints play this weekend titans titans ah uh, that's gonna go. be a disgusting game <laughs> yep That'll be good. That'll be fun, though. Have fun yeah. back at back at home. In Tulane okay. country. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but Tar, how you doing? Hey, man. No complaints. Uh, NFL football is back this weekend. If you celebrate that kind of thing, um, I'm clearly clearly Daniel does. So hoping for him to have safe travels. Heading to DC for a fall wedding um, this weekend. Hashtag, hashtag ban fall weddings. Um, I also have devastating news. For those of you who watch College Loop routinely, I need you to keep me in your prayers. My girlfriend told me that when she gets married, she wants to get married in the, in the fall. Um, so I'm now accepting new girlfriend applications. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I'm not that stupid. But I'm for other people to come and come to your wedding because um, I don't think I will be there. I probably shouldn't have put that out in the sphere of the universe because now every like if we if this show ever blows up really big time, then whenever I go to the book and venue, they're just going to look for the Auburn bye week and be like, ah, guess what? This is triple the price this weekend, and I'm going to pay it. <laughs> anyways or yeah abby's gonna pay it, pay it as she yeah. does wear the pants that's you know what you're right my favorite question <laughs> i've ever been asked daniel somebody asking who wears the pants in abby Knight's relationship to which i said thank you for asking <laughs> wow that's that's the damn truth all right let's get into auburn auburn athletics gentlemen let's do it yeah auburn football is one and oh just one step closer to their 15 no record that they're gonna have this year or just Nine and uh, nine and three for some people, but ten and two for me and Tar. Uh, so just one step closer as they travel to or have traveled already to Berkeley, California, which is almost twenty five hundred miles away for their fourth all time meetup with the Cal Golden Bears. And I gotta be honest, have y'all ever have y'all seen Oski the Bear, the mascot? Oh my gosh, it's horrible. It's horrific to look yeah, at. I mean, it's Jesus. I would pull up a picture, but I don't know if there's any children that watch the show, and I don't want to <laughs> scar anybody because that's a sketchy-looking bear. <laughs> yeah, at best. Sketchy is a good word for it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, big storyline going into this week is can Auburn shut down this run game with the skeleton crew of a linebacker room because we just got news earlier on on Tuesday. Or say Wednesday. Labor Day messed me up. We got earlier. Today is Wednesday. Today is as we're recording this Wednesday. We got news on Wednesday that Austin Keys uh, is probably going to be missing that game against Cal with a 
uh, busted up thumb that he just got surgery on. So I guess they ran out of clubs to put on his hand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that must be the case. Interested to get y'all's thoughts on 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 this uh, linebacker room situation. I'll start with you, Daniel. Um, I'll go ahead and give, give you guys a hint. Mine aren't good. Yeah, no, it's not an ideal situation in any way, shape, or form. Um, as we, you already kind of hinted at, um, Cal's got an electric ground game. Uh, it's, it is very, very good. And it's going to be hard to stop at full strength. Auburn won't be at full strength. And it's kind of been a concern that Auburn can't really stop the ground attack unless they stack eight in the box. Well, the good thing is Cal can't really throw that well. And, you know, as the old saying goes, if you can't throw, you can't run. So that that's a plus. Um, and that gives me a little bit of hope. But um, I was kind of hoping that the defense would be able to hold Cal to about 20 points. That That's really what I was hoping for. Um, I, I just don't see that happening at this point. I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout this week. I think that's on the table. Uh, I, I I still think Auburn is going to find a way to outman Cal. Uh, I do think Cal, and correction, by the way, I said fourth. I'm at first all-time meeting between the two programs. I'm going to put that out there uh, for all the people that might call me out on my uh, BS. Um, I do think Cal is missing out on some key factors. We don't know if their starting quarterback is going to be starting. Uh, Sam Jackson, the fifth, uh, he got injured last game against North, against North Texas. Don't know the availability of him. Can their bank quarterback uh, throw the ball well against Auburn's defense in the back room? But the storyline is they're going to want to run the ball. But I do think overall, if Auburn can find a way to even just slow it down, uh, that just means stepping up interiorly, interiorly on the defense. Uh, that's what Auburn needs to do. That, that should be the focal point for the next three days. It's got to be. I mean, is there another option? Like, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't have faith in Larry Nixon or Wesley Steiner, but I don't, um, and and neither should you. One of I'm those just, more than the other. Yeah, I'm not going there. I'm not letting you get on that soapbox. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't I don't have faith with uh, with the rest of this linebacker crew. I mean, Cam Riley. Um, you, I mean, we're gonna talk about it in a second. But Eugene Asante, this is gonna be your moment. Uh, you got to be there. You got to be a dude. Because I'll be honest with you, folks, we're going to find out on Saturday if this Auburn front seven's about it or if they're not. Um, I do think Auburn has what it takes, if nothing else in that secondary alone, to be a middle-of-the-road defense in the SEC. But if they can't keep Cal at least reasonably in Bay on Saturday, they, they are going to be a bottom-tier defense in the ACC. Uh, because the, this is an ACC SEC matchup. Little did you know. Um, actually, you probably did know. It's, it says Pac-12 on paper. It's not. It's I hate that we have to say that now. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But uh, I'm I'm a little concerned on on that front, guys. Uh, I just this front seven didn't show me a lot on film that I liked. Um, and 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 when you when you take into account that they were playing UMass. Um, do I think Auburn will still outbody and and, and out outduel Cal? Yes, um, I think it's a little bit crazy the people that are projecting Cal to win this game, especially those that are projecting Cal to win this game by double figures. The craziest projection, in my opinion, is that this is going to be a sellout crowd for Cal. Um, if it's a sellout crowd, you sold a whole lot of Auburn tickets. Matter of statement of fact, by the way, but. Linebacker room is going to be the hot topic, and it will probably be the leadoff topic on Sunday, on the Sunday show, um, live reaction show, by the way. Just plugging that right now, 7 p.m. Central. Make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell so you'll stay up to date on that. But linebacker room is concerned, fellas. And like I said, uh, we're going to talk about him in a minute, so I'm not going to talk too much uh, about my man Eugene Asante, which, by the way, still not giving him enough credit for, for Saturday. What a dog. Um, Dude, it's so good. But – um, we'll, we'll see. Um, that whole defensive front seven. I mean, yeah, Kelder Fox got to play some ball on Saturday. Um, you, you beyond him, um, signing Seal Kite's got to play some ball. Um, I mean, Jason Jones, Marcus Harris, uh, Justin Rogers, uh, Lawrence Johnson. I mean, like it's got to be deep and there's got to be rotation. And, and these guys have got to collaboratively not catch themselves on their heels. Uh, and it's got to happen early. You, you can't, you're probably not going to get away. With the, with the first drive touchdown boating as well for you as it did on Saturday. You you could. You probably won't. 
Um, it's it's just going to be a completely different opponent. And and this is not – it's probably like the, what, fourth worst opponent you're going to play all year. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, fellas. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, it, it is worth noting that we did hear some word today or yesterday that there were some players who didn't play on Saturday that were practicing. Uh, headliner being Jarquez Hunter. Uh, but also you had Nick Mardner, who is who is practicing, J.D. Rim, Nehemiah Pritchett, Caleb Wooden, Coy Moore, and, of course, Jalen McLeod, who definitely needs to be in that rotation on defense, if not maybe the starter alongside Elijah McAllister. It, sh- it should be edge rusher, Jalen McLeod, or Elijah McAllister, because those two just complete each other so much. But it, it was evident against the UMass game, the fact that, I, I very rarely saw uh, a, a moment where Auburn really got pressure on a quarterback and UMass took advantage of that. UMass took advantage of Auburn not getting pressure to the on the quarterback. That's not something that should ever happen when I'm talking about Auburn, uh, especially with the history Auburn has of the defensive of front seven. And looking at this game, I mean, Jaden Ott might have a field day. And Auburn's only focus of the game should be making sure they can find a way to keep him under 120 yards. That's where they're going to want to stand because he just almost rushed for, I think he rushed for almost 200. I think he, I think he may have hit 200. Uh, but Cal ran for almost 400 yards against North Texas, and that's an Auburn feeder school. <laughs> that's where we get our transfer portal guys from. Like, and it, they didn't look too good. Uh, so Auburn is going to be the A team after the B team just got beat. Uh, but it just it just is going to stick with me throughout the rest of this week going into uh, Saturday, where it's going to be a very very long wait for that game at at uh, ten thirty or nine thirty Central, uh, ten thirty for Utah. Uh, even though you might you're going to be on a plane too, so it's going to be kind of rough for you to watch that game, right? No, nah, it'll be fine. It'll be yeah, fine. I'm just imagining this uh, a big play happening, and uh, you might be. <laughs> I get detained for screaming out if a big play happens. Uh, but I will be on a plane during that. I don't fly till I fly back till Sunday. We'll be oh, back. okay. I, I thought it, I thought you were flying on on no, Saturday because no. I was like, that's a bad no, game to, to watch on a plane. I'm never going to do, and that's that's get on an aircraft after going to a wedding reception. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at the unless seven, it was a dry uh, wedding, because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Eugene Asante, great game against UMass, awesome game against UMass, Cam Riley. I didn't really hear a lot about him. And I know he was he was in fact on the field. I know that for a fact. He was on the field. Didn't hear a lot about him. Same thing goes for Larry Nixon made some plays. Not a lot from what I expected from him. And Wesley Steiner did not get I think he got one tackle. And and I was shocked. Uh just to not get on kind of tiptoe on the on the soapbox a little bit. This linebacker room is bad. Out and Austin Keys being Unavailable is huge. Is is a is a big loss for this front seven on a team that really needs of all positions on the on the field. That linebacker room has got to be healthy. Absolutely. Even if it just means cast them up at <laughs> <hit> the club. <laughs> I've always thought the players look more menacing with the club in the first place. I mean, it it does do some damage. I mean, you're just kind of it's a scare tactic. I mean, it's like a rock. You're bringing it down. You might crack, you can crack someone's uh, helmet open with that thing. I think if you brought it down with the the force of Nick Fairley on it. Well, let's let's talk about guys that need to step up in that in in in, in his absence and Austin Key's absence. Um, I already mentioned it, and I'm I'm only going. I'm gonna. I'm already moving us over just because I already talked about him. Eugene Sante, this has got to be a day for you, man. Um, yeah, really, a little bit of a breakout. Hello, here I am, game against UMass. Um, fellas, I just I think he's got to be a leader in 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 that in that room um, and, and in that defensive front seven. Say, hey guys, like we have got to play a brand of football that we did not show on Saturday. Um, I don't know if it's schematics trying to simplify a defense so you don't show much on film. Um, who gives a shit about the film after this week? You got to win. Winning is the number one priority. Eugene Asante, I think, is your is your key to success there. Uh, obviously, if you get Nehemiah back, I, you know what I'm going to say about Nehemiah. That's huge. Um, but I'm not worried about the secondary. Guy goes down in the secondary, they're going to be fine. I I I I firmly believe that it's it's going to take almost a firing squad for this that secondary to really 
being something that I would call bad shape. Daniel, if there's a guy on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm sure Dylan's going to pivot this to the offense here in just a minute, which is great. Seriously, genuinely great. Um, that needs to step up. And, and you can give the same answer. That's fine. But who, who's it got to be on Saturday? Because Auburn's got to play better defense. No, you're absolutely right. And I'm looking at the big man, uh, Jason Jones, uh, the big 6'8 nose tackle. Um, all offseason, we've been hearing about how he's going to step up. He's that guy this year. And I'll throw in Marcus Harris as well. Um, Keldrick Falk. Like, I'm really looking for these guys to stuff to run. And they kind of – all three of those guys I just mentioned definitely made some flashes in the pan um, on Saturday. But just ultimately as a group effort, I just felt like it was sort of subpar at times. Um, I didn't feel like they were always together, and I didn't feel like they always did an amazing job. So I would just really like to see a more balanced effort from the D-line. I agree. And uh, I I did make a list for this, uh, but we already hit my number one. Daniel just hit my number three, actually. So I'm going to go ahead and hit my number two. Uh, looking at the offense side of the ball, we saw what Peyton Thorne was able to do against the UMass defense. Cal does have a dude uh, in Jackson Sermon. He was a projected to be all Pac-12, uh, even though Pac-12 won't be a, a thing in about six months. Uh, but he is he is the best player on Cal's might be arguably Cal's team, a Jade not pending. A and we saw what Peyton Thorne was able to do with a clean pocket against UMass. It will not be the same case against Cal. Cal is going to blitz the quarterback. They are going to try to get Peyton Thorne to make mistakes. And, I mean, just to say it, there's a dude who's sitting right there behind Peyton Thorne who, if he makes a couple, two, one too many mistakes, uh, number nine is going to walk out on the field, and then we're going to switch up to an RPO strictly uh, system. And it's going to suck for Robbie Ashford's arm, but Peyton Thorne's going to have to be ready. And you got to stay ready so you don't got to get ready kind of thing. And with Cal's defense wanting to get back to the quarterback, Peyton Thorne's got to get the ball out. And we didn't hear his name at all last game. We didn't. Uh, we almost heard Luke Deal's name, but we didn't hear Ravonna Fair with a good call at all. Uh, Titans did a great job blocking. They were great in the run blocking game. Uh, and I, I think it was Luke Deal got a got a pancake or was it Brandon, Brandon Frazier? A uh, couple pancakes all over the place from the Titans. That's uh, a great question. I have to look into it. But yeah, I, I remember as vividly a tight end got a got a pancake. But we're gonna have to get the tight ends involved this game. I know you don't want to give up too much of the playbook because before tech you gotta go to a college station in a couple weeks. Tight ends are gonna be huge because check downs are gonna be needed because you're not gonna have the same clean pocket against Cal. You know, I think you bring up a great point here, Dylan. Uh when we when we look at the offensive side of the ball and guys that gotta step up, I, I'm not gonna overcomplicate this. It is Peyton Thorne. It is number one. And 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 it's not that I think Peyton Thorne played piss poor on Saturday. I think he played fine. Yeah. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, I thought Peyton played poorly. No, he didn't. He played fine. Did everything that he was asked. Didn't turn the ball over. Really, I mean, just played smart football. He looked elusive in the pocket, by the way. I looked very elusive in the pocket, which can bode well, to your point, this weekend. We need to see not average game manager Peyton Thorne. We need to see 2021 Peyton Thorne on Saturday. And that is not me harping on the guy. I want I want people to know. I, like I said, I, I I will go back to this. I thought Peyton did everything that was asked of him on Saturday. And and that was this past Saturday. And that was don't give away our playbook and comp and soundly thump our opponent. And they did. I, I, they, they did exactly. And they could just run the ball. And that's fine. And Auburn's going to do a, a shitload of running the ball this weekend. But Peyton Thorne has got to make plays. And I'm not just saying make the routine plays. He's going to need four, five, six oh my God, he made that play. So A, make sure Auburn can confidently win this ballgame because I think they can win this game comfortably. But B, put the league on notice. Put 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 the world on notice. I know there's the whole element of, oh, they're sleeping on us, whatever. No. Go and play good, sound, above, well above average, not game manager-esque. Play good football. Go out and don't turn the ball over. Go through your progressions. I thought he did a good job of that on Saturday, by the way. Oh, I thought I great job. You go back and you watch film. Peyton Thorne did a great job with his checkdowns. I like your point about the tight ends. I thought he run, ran the RPO about 80% effectively, and that's fine for game one. That, that's really okay. That's a fine benchmark. It's got to be higher than that to win at this level. 
but he is the most important player on the field. It's the most important position on the field, folks. Uh, let's, just, let's just not pretend it's not. It, Peyton Thorne's got to play a great game on Saturday, or at least a good game for Auburn to be in a position to thump count. And it will really help if the guys who are practicing this week that were not available for UMass. I mean, Daniel, you would love to be able to eat your cake on Saturday if Nick Marner stepped out there on the field and started mossing folks. Because I, I would expect a big old grin on your face whenever you step back on the show. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Everybody on Bourbon Street with me on Saturday night would be put on notice. <laughs> that, that's fine. <laughs> but Druckwitz Hunter, I think I mentioned the headline of players that did practice. We talked about it. It was just me and Daniel. But I want to get your opinion. Does Jarquez Hunter make or break Auburn's offense against a Cal defense? No. That was that was that poised to me since you guys had this yeah. conversation. No, yeah, we, we talked about it. It's not. Yeah. Um, that room's too deep. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's, it's running backs and, and 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 DBs that I'm not worried about on this team. Um, someone came at me in the comments the other day about saying something. Stop that, dude. Jarquez is number one, and if I'm calling you out and you got offended, sorry, it's fine. I don't really care. Um, Demar Austin's freaking special. I mean, that, that kid's different. Jeremiah Cobb looked good. Brian Batie looked good. This running back room is fine. You don't need Jarquez Hunter to win on Saturday. I don't know that you need Jarquez. I don't know that Jarquez Hunter is a make or break in many games this year. There's a handful for sure, but I don't think that your team is all that different if your running back one is Demari Austin. I don't know, think your team's all that different if your running back one is Jeremiah Cobb. Now, you don't want to lose bodies and bodies and bodies in that room because they're so freaking special. But no, Jarquez Hunter is not the most important player on, the, on, the, on that offensive side in terms of returning. He's not the most important player to get back this week. He's not more important than Emi Pritchett, and that's one of the most loaded rooms in this team. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not getting dramatic here. I'm just saying, in my opinion, Auburn's run offense, it is different with him in, that, in, the, in the rotation, certainly, because he adds a different aspect. But they are still lethal without him. And if you got to sit him another game so you don't get in trouble in the long run, so be it. Whatever. That's 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 just kind of how I feel about it. And I, if you want to come back at me, whoever you guys are in the, in the comments about you feeling that Damari's really that much inferior to Jeremiah Cobb, that's fine. Excuse me, not Jeremiah Cobb, um, but to Jarquez Hunter, that's fine. You can feel that way. I don't. Um, I, I, I'm i going to die on this hill. Jer, uh, Damari Alston is one of the most undervalued players on this team, clearly. Uh, that, that's what's been regurgitated by this fan base to me. Um, because whenever someone mentions something about 27 not being on the field, oh, well, you know, we got to get him back ASAP. Yeah, you want him back. He's special. He's he's he's, he's a Sunday guy. He's going to be a, a phenomenal player in the National Football League. So are the two guys behind him, just being honest. And th- three guys behind him. Yeah. Four guys. Sean Jackson is going 1-1 this year. Dude, Sean Jackson is a very serviceable player. I'm being so serious. Sean Jackson should probably get a carry or two per SEC game. I I, I said that. I'm being honest. Every single one of these guys brings something different. I don't think you have to have them. So that's sorry. I went on a tangent there, Daniel. I I didn't mean. And if you disagree with me, Daniel, I'm sorry. I wasn't calling you out. But Um, no, Uh, um, I don't disagree. I mean, we got our fair share of uh, stuff because we brought this conversation up amongst ourselves last show, and someone did kind of bring up the fact they didn't. I think they heard the question I that was posed, and then commented as if as if, as if our answer was not going to be that this running back room is too deep for us to worry about one dude because uh, we did get a comment about that. It's very uh, quote unquote constructive, I guess you could say, in in some lucrative terms. Uh, but the running back room is very deep. Damari Alston is going to – I don't think he needs to step up, but he needs to be ready to be depended on. Uh, and I think I, I, I think, think, just, I think Damari is all ready for that. I was about to say, I, to your point, Dylan, I think Damari Alston just has to be Damari Alston. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't need to be Jarquez Hunter. He doesn't need to be Jeremiah Cobb. He doesn't need to be Tank Bixby. He should be Damari Alston. I mean, he, he he's fun to watch, guys. I mean, let's be real. Like, I loved last year the coming down the stretch – when Auburn was running the football so much, we were getting back to Auburn, hard-nosed football, and you were having to rotate out backs, and it was really just Jarquez and and, and Damari doing their thing, right? And when you would get the break from Jarquez and the, and the defense is clearly scheming for Jarquez, like, Damari does Damari things. He's hard to tackle downhill. He can find a gap. He's shiftier than he looks like he should be. And then you, it's kind of not dissimilar in terms of, like, rotating him out with Jeremiah Cobb 
um, which by the way, we got our answer. He's too talented to keep off the field. And, and, and he is that guy, that kid is awesome. Um, I can't sing enough praises. Like this is one of the few times you're going to sit here and me, me say, dude, like it doesn't matter. Like you could, you could throw any, any of those guys against any defense and, and I, and uh, on the, on the line under center. And I still feel confident in them getting three and a half. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the ultimate selling of praise, by the way, for running back. Like, I feel confident that there are going to be a lot of situations this year where Auburn's going to run the ball three times to get a first down, and it's going to happen a lot in the same drive. And that's fine. And, and you can use three different backs. Like, that's – it's beautiful. It's I, I mean, we, we might be looking down the line in a couple of years and call this the best running back from Auburn has ever, like, had uh, in one year. And I know 4 Brandon Jacobs – and Cadillac and Ronnie Brown, and it, it, it'll be it'll be a great discussion between those two running back rooms, 2023 and 20, 2004. I'm gonna one up you real quick, Daniel. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off here, man. I'm not trying to keep you away, but I'm gonna no I'm gonna worries. one up Dylan. Dylan, this is at 24:39. Just so you know, <laughs> we not, not not only will we look back and say this may may be the best running back room in the history of Auburn. We may look back at this in a half decade and say that might be the greatest running back room in the history of college football. I mean, these guys, like, probably I have to do my background research and, and really dig deep, right? But these guys, I mean, you look at Jarquez Hunter, who's going to play on Sundays. He's going to be a great back on Sundays. Damari Olsen is built for the NFL. Jeremiah Cobb hasn't even started showing people what he can do. And I mean, this group is just loaded. Brian, I think Brian Batty, he could find himself on on a, on, a, on a kick return team in a heartbeat in the in the league. I, I think that could happen. Um, we we may look back in, in like a half decade and say, "Damn, Auburn had a serious case for one of the best running back rooms in the history of college football." Now, granted, off the top of the head, I know that Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle were in the same room as for one year as uh, what Todd Gurley, right? One year. My, my, Miami had some years too. My, Miami had some years. USC had some years. Uh, Oklahoma for sure. <laughs> so but Miami, like, Miami benched Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But like, we may look back in a few years and say, like Auburn is in that level, like in that echelon, that that, that twenty twenty two or twenty three. Excuse me, I don't know what year it is. Twenty twenty three Auburn room was was different, man. And but they are. So that's kind of my bow on all that. Sorry, I got a little tangent. Someone told me I was wrong, and I'm not defending myself, but I am right. I am just right this time. <laughs> but it doesn't usually, bring. Usually, I'll agree to disagree. This one, I will not agree. I will disagree to disagree. <laughs> well, it does. It does open up another question because I mean, you bring up bring up talk about the running back room, but and we're about Peyton Thorne's going to be a, a pivotal part of of this team down the line, and can he continue to make progressions, and can he stay? calm in the pocket Hugh Freeze has made it very 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 clear that he is going to run both quarterbacks when he can and he I even said it whenever when he said Peyton announced Peyton Thorne as a starter he said Robbie's gonna have some formations Robbie's gonna have some plays and that was very evident on on Saturday with with UMass. Uh, and again, I mean, I was the loudest person in Jordan stadium. I was also probably one of the happiest ones at Jordan stadium. Whenever I saw number nine start out there on the field in the first quarter and, and, scored three second, and he scored three tutties in the second quarter. <laughs> uh, and uh, Tar can attest to this. Cause uh, I texted him every time Robbie scored because <laughs> I had to Robbie Ashford is going to also be a big key player to this game. His shiftiness, his ability to make people miss, uh, his speed is unreal. I mean, he's going to be one of those guys down the line. I don't. I'm not going to compare him to Lamar Jackson, but I'm, I'm going to say the, the the thought process of an NFL draft. Like you're going to ask him to like switch positions for your team, just because that's how much of a playmaker he is. Like, hey, we can't. We might not have you a quarterback, but can you play running back? Can you play wide receiver? Because that's just what sure. his legs can do. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, 2024 comes around. I mean, Robbie Ashford. This is the year Robbie Ashford has, will have improved so much under this new uh, new. Yeah, new would regime. you stop that? I will never stop my Robbie Ashford truthfulness. I didn't uh, ask you to do that. I was saying stop doing the Bo Nix thing. <laughs> As the president of the Robbie Ashford fan club, I do wonder: <laughs> Can Auburn continue to run two quarterbacks to a successful manner, a successful fashion 
throughout the remainder of the season. Daniel, I'll let you open up with that. Sure. Um, this is a topic that is fresh on my mind as I wrote an article about it um, earlier today for the Auburn Daily. Um, there's precedent there. Uh, I think of the 2006 Florida Gators. Um, I think of the 2011 LSU Tigers. On the flip side, I could think of the 2015 Auburn Tigers. Um, there are plenty of examples. Or the 1995, I think, Alabama Crimson Tide. There are plenty of examples of it not working. The 2016 um, Auburn Tigers three quarterback set. I wish I could strangle you sure. to the camera. <laughs> you would yeah, do everything so, possible to bring up John Franklin III. I feel like it can work when the guys complement each other. And I believe that um, Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford do. Like, obviously, Peyton Thorne's more of a traditional pocket passer, can get out of the pocket if he needs to and make something happen. But that's not his primary thing, and it just never will be. Robbie Ashford is one of the most freakish athletes to ever play for Auburn. And Auburn's had Bo Jackson. And, you know, the list goes on and on. I'm not even going to waste time naming them all because, you know, yeah, Cam Newton. So, you know, but they're good at separate things. And they can really just make each other better by being there. So I feel like for Auburn, it could work. I feel like it could be sustainable. And it helps that Robbie Ashford is really, really, really good with the football in his hands. And Mike G brought up that he might get two tutties against Cal. That would bring up his season total to five and two games, which should have him in the running to go to New York right. in December. <laughs> can I overreact? Can I bug for a second? I mean, I've been I've been booging all uh, all off season long, so <laughs> I'm gonna boog. Um, I'm gonna overreact. Um, on the surface, in the way that Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford speak to about one another, um, and and the way that they interact, and and I I was watching them on the sideline um, on Saturday. Um, the way that they've at least outwardly project their their open support for one another. Um, I think that plays. I think it plays into if the, this can really work. I am the biggest skeptic on planet Earth of a two quarterback system, and 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 I preach that if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, right? But if Robbie Ashford is truly invested and in, and in, in believes in this system, and his role in this system excites him, and it's something he can get behind, I think you're getting the best of both worlds. Um, I do like the hashtag red zone Robbie thing. I think that's all cool and, and fun and whatever. I know Dylan, I know you love it. Uh, I'm all for it. I also love Peyton Thorne having the ball in his hands in the open field and, 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 and in the backfield. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? I love the idea of from the goal line to the opponent's 20, the ball being in the possession of Peyton Thorne in terms of downfield checkdowns, in terms of running the RPO and, and knowing when, when it's okay to take a sack. And minimalizing, I mean, Robbie Ashford's pretty bad about 12-yard sacks because he's trying to make a play. And that's – I'm not not throwing any shade. I'm just saying it's a trip. We saw a lot last year. Um, Peyton Thorne getting dropped two or three, uh, you know, yards behind the line of scrimmage or, you know, getting to a point where he's outside the tackle box and just has that presence of mind, that football IQ. I do think he's a little bit higher than Robbie Ashford. I'm not just being a jerk. I'm saying he is a higher quarterback football IQ. But if these guys really support each other in the way that it looks like they do – and the way that they speak about another and the way that Coach Freeze speaks about their interactions, I think Auburn may have it um, And in terms of, like, this this can work. I don't think this is a multi-year sustainable deal, um, but in 2023, this can work. Um, and you get the athleticism from Robbie. You also mix in a couple of screen passes that are going to kill his shoulder, not going to kill his RC. Trust me, brother, I feel you. <laughs> um, or don't feel you rather. Um, but you mix that in, so defenses have to respect him, and it's not always just a run play with Robbie Ashford design. Run you mix in some handoffs with Robbie, so that they don't really know what to expect or when it's coming. Uh, didn't didn't turn it over. That's what matters. Um, this is if there was an example of a time where I'm optimistic in listening to the potential of a two-quarterback scheme, this, this is it. But this is a different two-quarterback scheme than what we saw last year. Let's keep that clear. You tailor your offense and your packages around who you've got in the field. Last year, it was Brian Harson. what the hell, why not send out this guy for this play? TJ for this set of downs, Robbie for this set of downs. Um, 
there's intent. There's it's intentional. And 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 I, I think Hugh Freeze has done a great job being intentional with everything he does, this situation specifically. It's probably the most one of the most delicate situations inside that that program that he's had to deal with. Um finding a scheme that been not only satisfies the locker room, but benefits you on the football field. I mean, shit, man, you gotta make. I mean, and I'm looking at this. Uh, the only issue that I've heard he freaks have about the uh, the relationship between Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford is the fact that they get too hyped up about it on the sideline. They jump a little too high up in the air to celebrate touchdowns, and you know, he's like, I don't want them to hurt their ankles or anything. And you talk, Robbie Ashford brought up the like, their this whole quarterback room is a band of brothers, and you didn't have that last year under the potato. You didn't have that. You had a bunch of guys who were just. Just not a trying to play football. They were just yeah. trying to play football, and and most of that could have been. And Robbie Ashford kind of hinted at it. I mean, it, it was either Potato or it was C.J. Finley, the 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 locker room uh, cancer that was just ruining it for the quarterback room. Like no it one could be both. It could be. It probably is both. <laughs> uh, but you know what to say about de- double negatives. So just try to find one of them, unless it's like. I will say this much. We will find out how much those guys really have each other's backs. I'm not, not – I'm just playing devil's advocate. Just playing devil's advocate yeah. when they're faced with adversity. Um, that's when – it's easy to be cheering on your brothers and cheering on your teammates when you're beating the hell out of somebody. Yeah. And I, when you're coming into that fourth quarter and it's a one-score game against Cal on, Friday, on on Saturday, not saying that can happen, that happens, but it could. And one of you's turned the ball over in the red zone. The other one's, you know, made a silly mistake. If you have each other's back there, you, you've sold me for the rest of the season. And, and it'd be nice to see. We saw them celebrating together. We saw Robbie celebrating uh, the touchdowns uh, and did the Peyton Thorne. I would, I'm going to love to see if maybe Peyton's struggling or, or one of the other uh, is struggling. Uh, I would love to see how they react on the sideline together with that. I want Robbie. I, I We saw Ro- Robbie take over the sideline at Gitchell Miss last year, and that can be, that was perceived, I, I feel like, some, some ways incorrectly in what he was doing. But I would love to see that side of Robbie Ashford, but in a more companionship kind of way, kind of making Peyton like, like, hey, you made a little interception, but here, make sure on this play you're looking this way, or just making sure coaching, uh, doing is like building up each other instead of knocking there's, each other down. There's that from the actual X's and O's standpoint. And Daniel, tell me if I'm overreacting here. You can cut me off, but. I am the biggest critic of Robbie Ashford wearing his emotions on his sleeve, and I say that because I identify as a person who does it. Um, and you guys know me well enough. I, I feel like I can talk about people wearing their emotions on their sleeves because I do it. Being around Peyton Thorne may be really, really good mentorship for him in terms of Thorne has had the opportunity to be the undisputed starter at at Michigan State, right? Like this, that was his team for two years. Thorne knows how to go about his business and not let the highs get too high, the lows get too lows. Get frustrated like any football player would and, and get frustrated when you should get frustrated. I think that... Robbie's competitive edge, and 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 this is me digging in and, and booging way harder than I should have. But Robbie's competitive edge compared with Peyton Thorne's better kind of better in presence, um, despite whatever age similarities they may have, that that bodes well in terms of hey, like let's pick each other up, like let's be hype. I'm gonna feed off your hype, but I'm gonna be your melt your your even keel, and because things are gonna ebb and flow. It's 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 great when they have. It's terrible when they flow. You know what I mean? Like it's it, they're going to be up and down. But how do we find that middle ground? I think I don't think Peyton Thorne's presence hurt that or hurts that at all. I think it probably serves as a good lead by example, right? Yeah, and I'm looking. Hey, bring up. Uh, sorry, Daniel. I'll, I'll just to talk okay. about like a, a comparison between what this offense could look like looking at 2017 with on Johnson. And I'm not calling Robbie Asher a running back by any means, but 2017, Auburn ran the Wildcat pretty well with Carryon Johnson taking Jarrett Stidham out and giving him a break and letting Carryon do what Carryon did best. And I mean, the only difference between Carryon and Robbie is Robbie is quarterback. Robbie can probably throw a little throw way better than Carryon Johnson. I love Carryon, and that one touchdown guy against Alabama 2017 was gorgeous to Nate Craig Myers, which is another <laughs> bingo card name. We should just get bingo cards made for every <laughs> just for like just for like a, a week. Say if we name these players. Bingo, but uh, Daniel, go, go ahead. Yeah, so just kind of going back to the thing um, with Robbie Asper, like it's great when a player wears their emotions on their sleeve. Um, it can be a good thing for morale when things are going good. 
Um, however, it can also be a bad thing for morale. Um, and Tar, I'm right there with you. I do the same thing. Um, if you're playing golf with me and I'm having a bad round, you will know it. You'll know um, it. I'm the same way. <laughs> We're competitive. We are. We are. So, but the thing is, and like, like I said, when things are going great, getting the guys hyped up, that's awesome. But those carry over when you're mad too. And, you know, if, if you're receivers and you're running back and you're aligned, so you throw your helmet and, you know, say some not very nice words as you sit down on the bench, like that carries, uh, especially as a quarterback. So it's one of those things, like it's definitely great to have and probably better to have than not to have. But it definitely needs to be contained at times. And I think Peyton Thorne can be a good influence on that, truthfully. And, sure. and I think Hugh Freeze much better in terms of leadership with his, especially with his quarterbacks and with his leaders, um, than Robbie's probably past two stops, if you include that stop at being under Brian Harson, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I'd, I'd imagine he kind of kind of just lost in the sauce at Oregon. So, you know, that's, that's how that goes. But that's where I'm at on that. Yeah. Just overall, just I feel like it can be run pretty well. Uh, but the real test will be week four. The real test will be if Auburn signs with Nike instead of Under Armour. Yes. As as many people may know, uh, Auburn is currently now a free agent in terms of apparel brands. And if you can't tell based on just view, but for audio listeners, just go and let y'all know, I, I clipped a Nike logo that I drew myself. That I It took me about four tries to do. Uh, but I got there eventually. It looks like a Nike logo. Uh, Auburn should switch to Nike. <laughs> or at the very least, I mean, anything that's not Under Armour. You're not wrong. Um, I don't know. We talk about this a lot. I'm, I won't see believe anything until the writing's on the wall. Under Armour's going to pay Auburn as much as they want because they need to keep them. Let's look at the staple programs left. Auburn, Notre Dame. Yeah. Cow? Cow? Is Cow I'm, talking about, I'm talking about staple, large profit oh, programs. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Auburn, Notre Dame, maybe South Carolina. Yeah. Um, it's it's not a good roster. Not a good company to be in. Um, I think they still have Maryland. That's cool. <laughs> um, Texas Tech, for sure. Um, like, in terms of profitability, Under Armour's going to fight with everything in their power to keep Auburn. Um, they're going to write them a huge damn near blank check. Um, I don't know. Daniel, it's kind of fun banter. Like I, I'm, Nike would be fun, but um, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm a strong proponent of Nike. Um, I love Nike stuff. When I have the option, it's what I wear and any, anything except sneakers. I only wear on clouds and hokas. Um, but That's understandable. I, I used to always wear Nike. I used to always wear Nikes, but, you know, I'm getting old. I've got to protect my knees. Uh, I'm sure both my co-hosts can relate to that. Yeah, we're not, we're not as young as we used to be. So you have hey, to I'm a New more. Balance guy now. I'm New Balance. I, 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 wear, I wear the dad shoes, too. <laughs> hey, th- those are good shoes. And I'm sure I'll get to that point. I, like, I'm not quite as old as y'all. But when I am and I'm at the point where I'm thinking about a family like both of y'all are, I'm sure I'll be right there with you. Um. Don't but, my yeah, new balances. I'm country. a huge proponent of Nike. Yeah. Um, however, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm kind of on in line with Tar. I think I think Under Armour will just hand John Cohen a check and like that um, Peter Griffin on the car lot cutscene of Family Guy, where he's like, write whatever number you want. Yeah. No, it's, I think that's how that's going to go. It's it's really not worth talking about until we hear things heat up. But kind of fun to talk about. I mean, like. Nike would be cool. Nike already has Alabama and pretty much every other um, S tier, like huge profit program. When you look around, except for Notre Dame, like they've got Texas, they've got um, Oklahoma, they've got USC. Um, I think Miami sells Adidas, right? Yeah. 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 That's a matter of time. That's a matter of time. Um, they've got Georgia. Um, I mean, Oregon, obviously, the CEO of, and founder of Nike went to Oregon. <laughs> so, Nike, Nike is Oregon. There's, that's that, never going to change. My favorite thing about that, by the way, is like people not knowing like Oregon just gets this great deal with Nike. It's like, yeah, well, that's because their, their founder went there. That's that's probably why. Like <laughs> well, Auburn, Auburn all gets iPhones. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I think it's going to be on Darby. I think it's going to I, I think at the very – go back to Russell. 
if if Under Armour is that big, just go back to Russell. No, you don't want that. You don't want. I, that. I but, want anything that's not going to make student athletes transfer out. Daniel, it's time for you and I to start pushing our first ever Lululemon agenda. I am so down. I'm I down love too. Lululemon. I do too. Yeah, um, I don't know. First... I don't know anyone who doesn't. I no, mean, no one. Let's 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 I, let's let's let Auburn be pioneers. Hear me out. Asics. Yeah, and like. I would love to go to the first on cloud school. Like, look, look, right now. Am right I, now, am I right too right old for on clouds? You don't have to go anywhere. They're right here. Come on, John Cohen, get it done. What am about, I too old for this? What's on, no, I don't know what on clouds are. What are you talking are. about? On clouds are like supposed to, like, actually, Daniel was saying we wear old man shoes. Like, on clouds are like, as you're actually getting older in college and acknowledging it's not all about fashion, it's about uh, comfort, and then posts like that. Yeah. They're not that expensive, like 120 bucks, 130 bucks. I don't know. Good, good, good shoes. Anyways, I've, we're, never, we're, I've never paid more than eighty bucks for pair of shoes. Now we're now we're reviewing on clouds. Yeah, um, I'll just throw it out there. It'd be cool to have New Balance for baseball and softball. Astros, please. Just saying, but we not have anything but Under Armour. But um, a school that's very near and dear to my heart, the Boston College Eagles. They wear New Balance and they do it awesome. They do no New Balance now, huh? Yep. New Balance. New Balance had the bandana stuff, right? No. Yep. Under Armour started that. Yeah. Oh, then I take back my credit. So Under Armour is already – what you're saying is New, uh, New Balance has already won out one contract over Under Armour. If you give yeah. me – whoever gives me orange jerseys can win my heart. Yeah, whatever. Anyways. Fair. Yeah, that's not happening either, but we'll, we we move forward. Okay, next time you guys hear us on the airway, we're going to keep – we have more Auburn news here in a second before we transfer transition over. But next time you hear us over the airways or on the YouTubes, it'll be just Dylan and I hanging out with John Conley doing film prep. Um, and preview of the Cal game on Saturday. Daniel, you get your Thursday evening off. Congratulations, my friend. Very happy for you. Hope you enjoy it. Um, they've got trivia, I think, at Southeastern that night. Just not that I would know, but if I didn't know. Um, oh, I'll actually be in uh, Birmingham. So. Oh, good, good. That's good. Um, there's a, there's a pub there, I've heard about. There, there is. Supposedly, you can get like a mimosa tower. Don't know anything about it, but if I did, I, that, that would probably be where I would start. Um, let's... Slide over and let everybody know where they can get the best shirt known to man, Dylan. Oh, Tar, I, I've been trying to look for a really good shirt. Where, where you know, would you I've recommend got one go? that you sh- you could go to thewarreport.com, www.warreport.com, and you could get your very own, throw it up on the screen for me, feeling, feeling a loopy t-shirt that's co-branded, the College Loop and the War Report t-shirt that's available right there on thewarreport.com for $25, you guys. Go pitch, uh, purchase one of those. Pick one of those up. That supports us big time. We super, super appreciate that. You can also don't have to type it in the search bar. We get it. I don't want to click on it either. It's always in the link in the description. You can jump straight over to it and grab your own Feeling Loopy t-shirt. If you pick one up, take a selfie wherever you're at. Tell us where you're rocking the Feeling Loopy t-shirt. We'll retweet it from the Twitter. I promise you. Like I, I promise Like that's something that will happen. And put the hashtag. Hashtag Feeling Loopy. Hashtag right. Feeling Loopy. There it that's is. Right. On the that's right. So that being said. I am so damn excited for this next subject. I'm so hype. Guys. It's been a minute since we talked about this sport. I'm so hype. Auburn women's basketball has their SEC schedule, and I am just emphatically enthused. Um, This schedule is a W. I'm going to read through it real quick. Daniel, I'm going to let you chime in in a second. I'm going to – and then Dylan, I'm going to kind of wrap – put a bow on this about my kind of closing thoughts here. Starting on January 4th is the first conference game. I'm not going to give date by date after that. Just letting you guys know conference schedule starts on January 4th versus the University of Tennessee. That'll be at Neville Arena. When? January 7th <laughs> at Texas A&M. January when? 11th at Ole Miss. When? January 14th versus LSU. Blowout win. For one team, yes. <laughs> uh, at Vanderbilt. When? Versus Alabama. When? Versus Georgia. When? Versus South Carolina. I wish it was a win. <laughs> at Arkansas. When? At Mississippi. When? Versus Kentucky. When? At Alabama. When? At LSU. When? Versus Texas A&M. When? Versus Mississippi State. When? And then at Florida. When? Daniel, I think this schedule is kind of a dub in terms of how things shook out for how it could have been. <laughs> Your thoughts. Sure. Um, you only have to play South Carolina once, and it's at home. Dub. 
Uh, I believe Tennessee's the same way. Um, tough. So, oh, it, it's great. Um, I really think it ended up well, like you said. Um, and I'm optimistic. Um, sorry, I've said um a lot. Let me actually formulate a thought here. Goodness. <laughs> I think that this really could be the year, the first time that Coach Jay and company are able to make some noise. Um, did it again. All right, no, no more of that umming tonight. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I think you had to cut out before you said um, so <laughs> might have saved you. <laughs> Wonderful. This could be the year, and I'm not saying they're going to win the SEC because they're not. That's just let's not be ridiculous here, right? But I could see, I could see Auburn grabbing a six seed in the tournament. I really can in Greenville. Agree. Um, this is Coach Jay's most complete roster yet. Her first year, she did not have an SEC roster. She had half of an SEC roster. Her second year, probably about the same, maybe even a little less. Um, this year, I really like this team's chances of you know making a push. Um, there's plenty of talent returning. You have, honestly, Scott Grayson back for her sixth season, which, hey, why not? Let's rock. Um, make it seven. <laughs> Give yeah, her an extra not? year. Um, there were some problem makers in the program, and I'm not going to name names who are no I longer there. Volley, I'll say it. All, all right. The Texan and Maggie. That, that's the blast guy right up there. <laughs> I'm I'll looking forward to that game. Twice. I'm looking forward to that game. Ooh, Twice. Aisha Kulabali's return, February 25th. AC returns to Neville Arena. Tari, you've already bought tickets to that game. I know you have. <laughs> I pre-ordered them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daniel, you said all that to say this. Would you say this is the year Coach Jay has improved so much with this new team? Would you quit? <laughs> She's focused. She's having fun. Daniel, uh, excuse me, Dylan. Your thoughts on this on the schedule before <clears throat> I give mine because I'm I'm going to echo a lot of what Daniel said. Like I am very very optimistic about this. Yeah, it helps you. You really get to avoid going to Columbia and to to I almost said Neyland. Uh, to Knoxville. Hell yeah! <laughs> it does. It does suck. You got to play LSU twice uh, because for some reason they won that championship and then loaded up in the portal for whatever reason, other than just to do it again. Uh, but I mean, overall the schedule looks great. Uh, I, that's all I really. Got. I, Daniel pretty much hit the nail on the on the head. Sorry, guys, I had to clear my throat there for a second. <laughs> so you need me to go one more second so you can. Call yeah, me? I actually I kind of did, but we're good. Don't worry about it. Okay, my quick immediate reaction to this. When I when I was reading through the schedule and I see versus Tennessee to start the schedule, I was like, oh, we're off to a roaring start. And then I was like, Texas A&M, okay, I'll miss. Okay, away games, whatever. Versus LSU, okay. I mean, like, you're, you, you, they're inevitable. They're right there. They're not going anywhere. Okay, so this is a little bit of a tough slate. Vanderbilt, all right. Auburn's due to beat Alabama this year, by the way. Damn it. Twice. At least once. Twice. Georgia at home versus South Carolina at home. You keep South Carolina and Tennessee away from their home courts. Then you go to Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky at home, at home, Alabama at LSU. There's your one road. Okay, like maybe you don't watch this game. <laughs> like, like that, that Kim Mulkey is – her and Don Staley are the gold standard in the uh, in college women's college hoops. Unfortunately, they both just coach in the SEC. Um, that's <laughs> it's just that simple. Um, which side note, my new job, our women's basketball coach played under Don Staley at USC. Fun fact. Oh, so like maybe I could talk to her about coming on the podcast. This is just like live brainstorming. That'd or be just like cool. ask her if she's got next year of eligibility to hop on. Uh... <laughs> Go help Coach Jay, right? Yeah, hop in Neville like, Arena. That's right. <laughs> Um, and then you play versus Texas A&M versus Mississippi State at Florida. Guys, fellas, I mean, this is a W. I mean, this, this is the toughest conference in the country for pretty much every sport. Women's basketball, for sure. For sure. You've got the juggernauts now, plural, of USC and LSU. And Tennessee, always a perennial contender. UGA, always right there. Ole Miss, absolutely right there on the bubble. I, I mean... Auburn could win like 16 games. Auburn could win eight or nine SEC games this year. I think 16. 16 is a gold standard. Like, yeah. I, like that is 
like I am, I'm pumped. I'm excited for Coach Jay. I'm excited for the tip-off event here in a couple weeks. Like I'm, I'm very, very excited uh, for, for this team because this is a true program that when I was an undergrad was at the bottom of the barrel. And, and, and we have really been able to watch under this new regime truly ascend. And, and if they make the women's NCAA tournament, March Madness tournament this year, I'm, I'm going to be insufferable, by the way. You like need, you I need a pair of these. I I might because I'm going to be the most <laughs> obnoxious person in the world about Coach J is the truth, which we've been saying since day one. By the way, since day one, the first time I met Coach J, her introductory press conference said, "Damn, she is the truth." Um, and if this team wins eight or nine, hell, if Auburn wins ten SEC games this year, I don't know what I'm going to do. Y'all drop it in the comments. We'll figure it out. It'll be something ridiculous because I'm <laughs> shave gonna be his head. Shave his head. I'm not Shave touching the lettuce. Head. The lettuce is going nowhere. <laughs> but like this team, really, like Daniel said, could be could be the turning, real turning point um, for for this program, where it says, "Okay, we are definitively here, and we are back to stay um, and, and and continue building in that I direction." Agree. So I was very excited about that. Very yeah, excited. I mean, looking through, I, I think Ole Miss is winnable. Uh, A&M could be very winnable. Uh, I think all will be playing with a chip on their shoulder uh, whenever A&M walks, in, walks into Neville Arena. Uh, Vanderbilt, winnable. Bama's winnable. Georgia's winnable. Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky, Alabama again. And, and the airplane hangar. And, and Auburn's going to win a couple games that shouldn't, folks. That, that's going to happen this year. I, I think 10, game, 10 wins in the SEC might be not a crazy thing to say. You might out-talent Coach Jay. It's hard to out-coach her. It is hard oh, yeah. to outcoach her. She's a truthfully, I'm being serious, not just like you know, sunshine pumping. She's a brilliant basketball mind. Um, like it, it, it's gonna be tough to to outcoach her. They're gonna win some games that they shouldn't. And I've got that in my eye on that Georgia game. What's up, Daniel? You cut out. She she's off. And this team is talented. And those two haven't gone together yet. So I am over the moon excited to see this team. And I, I can't wait until November 8th, 6th, 6th. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Coach Jay can do now that she actually has centers. Yeah, imagine People that. Who can rebound. Can rebound again. <laughs> I mean, I was on board with just putting Dylan Carbo on a wig. I was on board with it. changing Unique Thompson's name to Thompson Unique. I mean. <laughs> bringing her back. Yes. I was I was on that wagon. Trust me. Is she, is she the WNBA? No, she's playing overseas now. Oh, okay. So you get her on the show. That's right. Uh, that's that would be freaking dope. We should do that. Okay, moving forward, we're going to talk. Just touch base real quick. Auburn soccer. They will play West Virginia this evening as the show's coming out at six p.m. Central Time. That will be in Morgantown. Have fun with that drive. Been there, done that. And Auburn women's vi- of volleyball Tiger Invitational starts today as the show's coming out. Playing Middle Tennessee State, Charleston Southern, and Mercer. Those games are on. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like I said, should come out Thursday. So first game, 6 p.m. this evening, 7 p.m. Friday against Charleston Southern and 5 p.m. on Mercer. Dylan, excuse me, Daniel and Colin have been kind enough to promise us a little rundown and synopsis of all that at the beginning of next week. Super, super excited about that. I can have volleyball because I'm, I'm going to be watching some Auburn volleyball. Yeah. Oh, boy, they are good. And if you have any free time on your hands on, on Thursday and Friday, and if you don't really want to watch football games up to that point, but, I mean, uh, I mean, you got – Alabama, Texas. I'm doing this one time only. One time only. So enjoy it. Horns up on Saturday. One time only. It never Dude, happen again. Speaking of, not, not I'm not talking about football, I'm talking about volleyball. Meant, meant to say this a second ago. Go watch your ranked Auburn Tigers. For the first time ever. First time in program history. Y'all, Brent Crouch is so about it. He's so about it. This team is so good. That guy's a dog. I I don't – he is quietly already just like looking like from afar. My front runner for Auburn Coach of the Year. Like when we do our superlatives at the end of the year, he is my front runner for Auburn Coach of the Year again. I think I named him my Auburn Coach of the Year this past year. Matter of fact, I'm positive I did. I love him. Um, I'm fortunate to have been able to like get to know him decently well um, through calling the games. Uh, if you didn't know, I call Auburn volleyball games for Weagle ninety one point one FM. Um, I'd love it if you tune in. I always tu- I always tweet out when I'm going to be on the call. But through that, I've gotten to know Brent Crouch pretty well, and 
he is as awesome at his job as anyone I've ever met in my life. Um, I think that that is a Alan Green is a pretty polarizing figure in Auburn athletics. A lot of people love him. A lot of people hate him. That is a movie got right. He nailed that one. He nailed that one in the Coach J hire. Sure. And there's a good chance Auburn volleyball is going to go with SEC play on uh, September 22nd, 11 and 0. There's a very, oh, very high chance year of that. In a row, they're going in the conference play undefeated because I'm. I think it happens. Yeah, and I don't get. I don't understand how they weren't ranked last year. That made no sense to me. But this team is going to make some noise, and they are. I I'm going to knock on wood. We could see another ban- banner hanging up in Neville Arena, not for a basketball team or gymnastics. Just saying. If you folks start packing out that arena, we can start making the argument that we could turn Jordan Hare into what Nebraska did. Just saying that was pretty damn cool. That was really cool. Just saying. 93,000 people watching volleyball. That's awesome. That was freaking badass. That was awesome. That was so cool. Um, Yeah, if you haven't been to Auburn volleyball yet, um, I went a lot when I was in college. It's free. Obviously, it was free for me to go to anything. It's because I was a student. Well, free to me, not my parents. But it doesn't even there. <laughs> but it's free, and there's no reason to not go. You don't have to say the whole match if you don't want to, if you're, like, not about it. But, like, I guarantee you, if you've never gone to watch volleyball, you will be about it quickly. It is it's so fun. fun to watch. Fast-paced. These girls are really damn good. And, I mean, and simply a tournament, again, run, like, turn me up. Just turn me up. I'm 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 pumped. I'm pumped. And I mean, the games are what, only what like an hour and a half, two hours ish. Yeah, that's just like an hour, hour and a half. Like I mean, take take some work down there. I mean, Auburn's got Wi Fi. That's take right. Your, I might go down there and grade papers one day for my class. Oh, yeah, except for then you will get no papers graded and you'll wind up screaming the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw my papers up whenever they get uh, twenty aces in a row or something. <laughs> that's, right. Like that. that's right. That's <laughs> right. If you are not already following at Colin by Byersdorf Colin on Twitter. Make sure you go follow him. He's not dead. He's got COVID again, bro. Jesus. This man needs to – he needs to start. We're going to make a mandatory Colin mask mandate. Hey, Just hey, Colin. Um, vaccine. <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm, I don't know about his vaccination status. That's not my my burden. I'm not going to do that. But, like, bro needs some help. Like, he might, he might need to drink some water. There's he no needs orange thing. juice, man. He needs orange juice. Uh, he, he needs vitamin C. He needs some milk. <laughs> like, yeah. Make sure you go follow along with him and uh, check out all of his work over at Eagle Eye TV. Daniel Locke, tell everybody where they can find you. I love you and support you. You can get me on X. Yeah, first try. Dylan, there you I go. At Daniel J. Locke. Or if you want to call it Twitter, that's fine, too. Um, written work for 1819 News for the Auburn Daily or for Braves today. Um, super proud of what I've been putting out recently. Um, some of the best stuff I've written, truthfully. Um, so it'd mean the world to me if you went and checked it out. Um, these guys, too, we're all working really hard here, and we appreciate everyone who listens. It truly does mean the world, and no comment, like, retweet, anything goes unnoticed. So thank you for being here with us. Like Daniel said, we appreciate all the support, and the number one way you guys can support us is hitting that subscribe button. Seriously, uh, we're yep. trying to get to a thousand subs. Cannot preach enough about how many opportunities and doors that opens for us. Make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on YouTube. Dylan will plug all the rest of our socials, which you guys are blowing up, and we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate it. Also, cannot tell you how much we appreciate the guys over at the War Report. Make sure you go follow along with all those guys, and over at the Uptempo Podcast, one of our just fantastic uh, partners over that the War Report Podcast Network. So. Make sure you're giving all those guys support. I'm sure if you found us, you found them already. But we're happy you're here. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. I'm Harrison Tar on the Bird app, on the X app, whatever you want to call it. And on threads, if you want to come hang out anytime, I'm always there, always hanging out. So thank you guys for everything. Don't forget to get your feeling loopy shirt. Link in the description. Dylan tell where they can find us. Love us. Support us all. Yeah, of course. I'm Dylan Luck at you boy the tank on Twitter, such X, it redirects. If you're looking for it, it's just right there. At Y A B O Y the tank also got me on Instagram at Dylan Lark at D Y L A N L A R C K, and of course, if you want to follow us here in the College Loop, you got to see it on YouTube. Where you should like, comment, subscribe, leave your thoughts. What's the score prediction for the Cal game? Do you think Auburn's going to blow blow Cal out of the water? Do you think it's going to be a close game? Do you think Cal's mascot is a monstrosity to look at uh, and might not be should shouldn't be allowed around? Uh, I'm not going to make that joke, actually. <laughs> I'm going to refrain from making that joke right now. Uh, but, of course, you also have us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Flashbacks, redirects again, at the College Loop. 
And of course, if you're tired of seeing our faces, I completely understand. Look at Tar. Look at him. Gross. Uh, you got us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, go again buy the College Loop shirts. They're comfortable. We are not lying. I'll I'll bring an extra one to the next game I go to. If you see me, I'll let I'll let you like try it on, just so you're like, oh yeah, this this shirt is comfy. Yeah, I'd spend twenty five dollars on this. That's right. Okay, and maybe some other cool stuff coming along for the loop as well. But again, with all of that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast.